Here we go again. Welcome back to the Late Edition podcast for YakimaValleyHops.com and SpotHops.com. My name is Caleb Schwecki, and welcome to the heart of hop country. We took a little break there, but we are back at it now, podcasting away, and we have a couple episodes recorded ready to rock, so I won't keep you waiting too long for the next ones to drop. Try and keep them coming out every month or so. In this episode, we get to step outside of the United States and learn a bit about what it's like to grow hops in Brazil. I had the opportunity to meet Rafael from Exodus Farms last fall at the Barth Haas Hops Academy. He talks about what he learned on his trip to Yakima, the challenges of starting a new hop farm, and what it is like farming in Brazil. Thank you, Rafael, for taking the time to share your experience, and I hope everyone enjoys this episode of the Late Edition from Yakima Valley Hops. Hi, my name is Rafael. I'm from Brazil. I'm a, I'm a small hop producer. We grow organic hops. We are only in the second year, but we are persistent and we pretend to expand year by year. Expand, always expanding and learning. I'm here to in Yakima to learn a little more with the masters of hops here. <laughs> how, how long have you been in Yakima? I'm here now for around 15 days. Actually, it's my last day here. Tomorrow I will go back to, to Brazil. And in these 15 days, well, it was very nice. I have visited a few farms, hop farms, a few breweries, very nice breweries here, very nice beers too. <laughs> and the hops, well, very nice good hops, very nice fields. You people here in Yakima are really advanced in all the beer and hops universe. Really, really nice, man. Awesome. Uh, so was this your first time visiting Yakima? Yeah, yeah, the first time. I mean, before that, I have only heard about of the capital of the hops and all this uh, hop fields around here. I have seen some videos of some hop farms here, and then I I said, well, it's a good place to go and and learn more about the hop growing and beers. It's certainly the a good place to start. <laughs> what was the most surprising thing to you visiting Yakima? Well, certainly the the size of the the fields and the the farms and everything's so so big i mean here you have this hop fields with like hundreds maybe thousands of acres and in brazil it's not like that it's everything very small and the second thing is like the everything is very well automatic very with uh, machines it's almost almost nothing of the process is made by hand and there are a few uh, jobs that are made by hand, but everything is very automatic, very uh, technological, very nice, man, very nice. In Brazil, we still don't have this, all these equipments. And yeah, and, and we can talk a little bit more about those differences later. Uh, yeah, yeah. Th- there, there are a couple small farms here in the valley that still do harvest you know, machetes by hand, throw them in the trucks, but yeah. For the most part, the scale, it's just huge. Yeah, very, 
and then even I was touring a new a new picker that was getting put in and now they're even putting like dust fans over these things to keep like the oh. dust as clean as possible like just the the advancement is yeah is pretty incredible yeah high technological things here people are very advanced in yeah. in equipments and everything else so I guess yeah let's talk about what you got going on so you said you're on a small scale how, how small we started with these around 400 plants, 450 plants. Most of them were Chinooks and around 100 were Cascades. And this, uh, we planted this 400 uh, around two years ago. It was in 2017, in December of 2017. Uh, so they will, uh, complete, it will complete two years in December of this year. And now uh, this month, September, uh, it's when the spring starts there in Brazil. So we are going to expand and we are going to plant more 1,200 plants of different varieties. And so this 12, uh, 1,200 plants more the 400 will give us the total of uh, 1,600 plants in the end of the year. It will be an area of around 1.2 acres. It's like a half hectare, mm -hmm. something like that. Like, like I said, it's very small <laughs> compared to all the hop fields here with 100 acres, but it's, it's a start, like, like they say, a little by little, right? We have to start somewhere. <laughs> right, so uh, what variety are you expanding now? Oh yeah, uh, that are already planted, like I said, the Cascades and Chinooks. And now we are going to plant the CTZ, Columbus, Nuggets, Comets, some, a few uh, Neo-Mexicans, Neo the Neo-Mexicanos. Oh, ne Neo-Mexicanos. Yeah, 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 we got a few of them too. There's a variety that it's from, like, people grow in Brazil, and more than a hundred years in the south region, they grow there. It's uh, like, how do you call it, uh, a wild variety that uh, came to Brazil with uh, the immigrants from Europe. They, in the south Brazil, there are lots of uh, immigrants from Europe, Germans, and, and so uh, they, they brought these plants to Brazil more than a hundred years ago and grow there in, in the south Brazil. It's a variety, of course, it's uh, not, uh, not a private variety, it's a land race, like they say, okay. and we are testing it too. Wow, okay. So you're talking about the southern part of Brazil. Where, where are you growing? Yeah, we are not in the south. We are more in the southeast, in the southeast region. The latitude there, it's around uh, 20, 21 degrees. Okay. It's okay. very, very low compared to here. Here in Yakima, I think you have around 46. 46, 47. 46, yeah, the, the latitude. Mm -hmm. It's like the double, more, or more than the double, yeah. <laughs> it's very different. But there, there in Brazil where we are growing, we have the, the altitude. It's the double from here too. There we got like 700 meters above the sea level. And here I think you are around 300 maybe I think mm -hmm. yeah so the the latitude is much lower but the altitude is much higher so 
one thing yes yeah. one, one thing good and one thing yeah, yeah. You, it's better in this point and bad in this one and so <laughs> but every place every place it, you got this uh, differences i mean n there is no place a perfect place to grow something every place got his pros and his bad things could you talk a little bit about the soil like what kind of soil are you growing in yeah yeah it's very different from here it's a soil much more the the texture of the soil it's much more thin here it's very it's more like a sandy soil here right and there it's uh, much more clay much more okay. clay right uh, yeah the color is different there it's more red ones too the, that those red soils and I think that they are not as much rich as the Yakima soils because here you got a soil of volcanic origin, yes, right? Yeah, correct. it's a very special soil here, and everything that you plant goes very well. Not only hops, <laughs> apples and grapes, everything here grows very well. You are blessed with this soil here, but the soil in Brazil is is good too. It's very deep very deep too uh, but the the main problem that like I said it's it's there is too much clay on it so the it's too dense it's not so fluffy so you know so the roots can't spread with so much okay. facility do they have a problem going growing deep or do they have a problem growing out yeah they, they got this problem to go deeper to the soil because it's very hard when you start to dig the soil it's really very hard even with not uh, only the plants if you take a tool to dig the soil it's very very hard in some cases uh, so we have to work basically with adding organic matter to the soil it's the the main thing we we have to do to work the the physical part of the soil not the chemical well there we have to to fix the chemical part too there we make this with manure compost we add to 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 work the uh, well to work both things the chemical part the nutrients and to to improve the the texture of the soil too do you need to be careful about overwatering with all that clay in the soil yeah yeah it's a problem because the it's not so much well drained yeah yes and in Brazil we got uh, very strong storms during the the summer it's like uh, storms and rains with like sometimes a hundred millimeters in a big rain yeah it's and it's very uh, concentrated like in a very few hours it rains like wow so many millimeters and so the soil gets it's difficult to the soil to drain all those this water sometimes so like i said we have really to to work hard on this uh, thing of working the the structure of the soil it must be really uh, well drained rich in organic matter rich in worms and all these things to make a healthy a healthy soil what are some ways so you mentioned like composting organic matter do you use like cover crops or yeah 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 we use cover crops like uh peanuts it's a variety of peanuts that i use it to to cover the the soil 
We use some species of Crotalaria. Don't know if you, you grow here. There are other species of grasses too that are good for, for that. And we use that to cover the soil because like I said, there we got these very strong storms. And if you don't cover the soil with, yeah, it just go, goes away with the, the rain. We, we have to cover the soil with something or with the cover crops or with like dead dead things, dead leaves and something like that, you know. Are there any other challenges that you face? Diseases, pests? Well, yeah, yeah, there are some like the downy mildew and the powdery mildew that here it's a big problem. There in Brazil, they uh, at least for now, for instance, they they are not a big problem. There have been some cases, isolated cases in like one hop field there, another there, but not a big problem at all. What is really a big problem there in all over the country in the hop fields, it's the spider mites. Mm -hmm. They attack here too. Mm -hmm. And they are really, oh, it's, <laughs> it's a really big problem to control them. Even with chemical controls, it's very difficult. And there in our field, we are using biological control mm -hmm. with another species of, with another species of sp uh, spider mite. So like predator mites? Yeah, yeah, predator okay. mites. Okay, yeah, that they go and kill, they eat the, the spider mites, right? Yeah. And, and that's one of the main, main ways that they combat them here as well. Yeah, 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 because the, the chemical control is not very efficient. They, the spider mites very quickly they develop uh, resistance to these chemicals. So the best, the best way is the biological control, really. You mentioned that you are an organic farmer. Yeah, yeah. What are some other ways that you have to farm to keep the organic certification as opposed to just? Well, actually, we still we are not certified certificated yet. Okay. We don't have the certification. We make. The, since the beginning, we don't use any chemicals at all. We don't use chemicals, uh, fertilizers. We uh, make everything really organic. But we still don't have the, the certification. Because like I said too, it was only in the beginning, only 400 plants. It was a small harvest. But now that we are expanding, we will certainly go behind this to certify the the product and and have this this guarantee for the the consumer. What was one of your biggest struggles within the first year? Well, certainly the in Brazil there's this lack of equipments and tools specific for hops. And so everything is very new. We have to uh, make adaptations. We have to, you know, it's very difficult and so it demands a lot of work i mean hops uh, demands a lot of work always but when you don't have these machines and these specific tools then the work is much much higher it's much more work to do well and you were mentioning that all the equipment needs to be produced in brazil um, so I know we can bring in experts from Germany and equipment manufacturers from Germany. So you guys are pretty much starting from scratch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are a few companies, a very few companies that are starting to 
develop in Brazil these machines, uh, national ones, like you said, from the scratch. Of course, they are basing their projects in already existing uh, equi equ equipments, but they are developing original ones, like brand new ones, designed to Brazil, to our reality there. That's different from here. Like, like I said, uh, all the hop fields are smaller than here, so machines are not that big yet. But I mean, I, I'm certainly, I'm sure that in the next few years, there there are going to be uh, many equipments and machines that will be released in the market. Mm -hmm. Certainly, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because you're currently harvesting by hand, picking by hand. Yeah, it's basically a craft, craft growing hops. It's a craft hop. We have to cut the binds with the machetes and put in the the truck, and then we have to separate with the hands the the flowers. We have to hand pick flower by flower. It's very <laughs> crazy and. <laughs> Uh, intense, uh, hard. Uh, no, it's very hard. Uh, hard labor, intense. It's very. So uh, this I this is the main equipment that we 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 still don't have there. A machine that to separate the flower from the binds, because it's what takes most of our time. Basically, it's and like you you know, you know like hops they got a very short window to harvest so when they are ready to harvest you have to like well cut and harvest everything you can't take too long to harvest and so we have to to really have this machine to <laughs> to help us <laughs> so it's currently you and two other co-owners you said yeah yeah perfect it's me and other two and uh, employee too that works for us since the beginning of the year. What made you guys want to start a farm? Well, uh, very <laughs> good question. Very, we always wanted to start a farm. Like we are the both. We we are all from São Paulo. We are born in São Paulo and raised in São Paulo. We wanted to go out from São Paulo and live in the in the countryside. You know. And then in Brazil, at the same time, it started this movement of craft beers and everything else. And we started appreciating those beers, IPAs and hops. And then we said, wow, uh, why not grow hops? Let's, let's try it. <laughs> let's do it. And then we, we started with, with the hop growing. Could you talk to a little bit about just like the whole like the beer scene, the beer community down there? Because you said, you know, kind of these craft IPAs, they're, are they new to the area? Yeah, yeah. I mean, here in the United States, it's very, it's not recent, this movement. I think it's since the 1980s that it started here, the craft movement. Yeah, something so with, around. With, yeah, Sierra Nevada and Boston Beer Company, some of those, yeah. Yeah, it's like more than. Uh, well, 30, 30 years, 40 years. In Brazil, no. In Brazil, it's very recent. I would say, like, only in the past 10 years, the, the movement got really strong. And in the past five years, it got 
stronger, more even more stronger, and it started to appearing all these very nice uh, beers and brewers, and nowadays we have really really good beers in Brazil and breweries, and they are making a really good job, and so. Are are there a lot of um, are there a lot of small like local breweries or are they more like larger regional breweries? Well, in the past, the the market was like dominated by these big companies, but now there are these many small and medium uh, breweries coming coming up, and well, they are making a good job. Yeah. And, and actually, in Brazil. Every year, every month, new breweries start to to emerge. Yeah, it's like every year they are growing and just really gr growing <laughs> very fast. W what's everybody brewing? What are the favorite styles? Uh, the IPAs, really, yeah. IPAs with a lot of hops on it, <laughs> basically. And most recently, the hazy IPAs, New England IPAs, it's the most recent it's well basically like i said uh, it was the ipas that brought us to the hop growing because we started drinking these ipas and starting loving hops this magic uh, flavor of hops and then it, we 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 think we we thought like well well why not starting growing then let's Let's grow hops. <laughs> Did you see anything on your trip that you're it really excited to bring back to Brazil? Well, certainly. I mean, all this this hop culture you got here, this beer culture. I mean, you got here is much more strong this craft beer movement. Like in every restaurant that you go, almost in every restaurant here, they have these taps of local breweries in brazil it's still not like that if you go in classic restaurants they only serve the classic beers not local fresh beers uh, this is really amazing here like everywhere there are local and fresh beers very nice and well the 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 fresh beers too like uh, with using fresh hops it's something that we still don't have much in brazil there were only a few attempts, a few beers uh, with fresh hops, but in the future, uh, I'm sure that there will be more with more hop growings and more uh, fresh hops in the market. There will be more fresh beers too. Overall, what are the most popular beverages? Like, do more Brazilians drink wine, spirits, beer? Uh, well, it's beer. It's the most the most wanted one <laughs> sure sure but in the past in brazil i mean we always drank a lot of beer but in the past brazilians uh well we just didn't have options good options there were there, there were only these big companies making beers with rice and corn and well you know not these very good beers but now Brazilians are really paying attention for the beer they are drinking. They are really searching for quality, for flavor, you know, they, for local breweries. So 
it's starting to get very interesting there. <laughs> exciting. So currently, where where do all your hops go after you pick them? After you're done harvesting them? Uh, well, actually, like I said, it, it was only a small field that we started, and in the first and second field, it's I mean the plants only reach their maturity in, uh, by the third year. So in the first wheels, it's only a, a small crop. So we made uh, like tests with home brewers, something like that, sent to analysis. And we were going, actually we were going to have a big crop this year in February, March. But then a big storm came in the end of January and with these very strong winds and so it destroyed, I mean, it didn't kill the plants, mm -hmm. but destroyed the harvest that we were going to, to have in the, the beginning of the year. This harvest would be, we, we, we think it would be uh, very big, but the rain destroyed. So uh, we still only like made tests with home brewers. We still didn't sell, really sell to, to brewers. Mm -hmm. But in the next crop, the next season, we we pretend to we think because we pretend to harvest a few a few kilos mm -hmm. a few pounds so and then do you plan on drying them out or selling them wet fresh uh well both both uh we pretend to to focus on fresh hops because like i said it's something that we still don't have in brazil the dried flowers or the pellets we import and we have there but the fresh hops we still don't have. So we are going to try to focus on fresh hops. But we know that is a very, it's very difficult to, to make these fresh hops because it demands a very tiny logistics with the brewers because you have to harvest and the brewer must be boiling in the right time, you know? It demands a very tiny, uh, logistics and you have to to really organize things to to make it happen with the dried flowers it's much easier because you just dry them package and you can store them for a time before you send to to the the consumers mm. yeah but so we're going to make both we go, we're going to sell a part in a fresh with fresh hops and part of it uh, we are going to dry and in storage and, and sell it in the dried form of uh, the whole hop cones. So of the new varieties that you're planting, you mentioned Comet. That was one yeah. of the new ones. Uh, yeah. What attracted you to Comet? Why did you want to grow it? Uh, well, basically because uh, people uh, call, some people call Comet the little citra. They, they say that it's similar to citra it got this citrus mm -hmm. uh, flavor aroma and in brazil uh, we don't have citra the 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 genetics of citra we just don't have it there so it's like uh, an alternative to to citra it's like uh, a possible alternative to citra and the home brewers i think here too and in brazil they are really appreciating comet not only as a substitute to citra but for for itself it's really a good good hop uh, the flavor and the smell it's really good 
really good. And the plant too, it's very, very beautiful. It's different from the other varieties. It got a lighter, this green, it's not very dark. It's more almost yellow, the, the leaves. And it's a very beautiful plant too, very beautiful. Could you talk a little bit more about that native hop? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, from Poland. Poland, yeah. Like the there was there was these immigrants from Poland that came to Brazil in like eighteen something or in the beginning in the beginning of nineteen something, and they grow hops there in the south region since like I said um, it must be like more than a uh, hundred years, and but only in a home scale, in a small scale, like in the in the yard of the the houses only to grow them and use to make their own beer, you know, in at home. And then someone, some crazy people from the South discover these plants and they start to propagate. And now uh, there are a few uh, hop fields in Brazil using this this variety. And it it showed a uh, very, very promise, it's, you know, it's it seems to be a very sorry <laughs> Pr- yeah promise promising yeah it, it, it seems to be yeah a promising variety yeah with a good aroma very nice aroma and i mean we still didn't make a beer with with it but the the hops itself it, they are very very ni- very nice they got a very nice smell and it's a promising one do they grow in a unique manner compared to some of the other varieties? Because I know, so like the Neo-Mexicanos ones here, when they were first being commercialized, they had a trouble uh, climbing up the vine mm. because they, they had been growing in the wild. They didn't learn essentially how to climb up things. Um, so the, the farmers that were working with the Neo-Mexicanos at first, they were really having to like train them up the vine and oh. then even so they would just like fall over because they just mm. didn't so know. there we didn't have this problem but we a problem that we have with now mexicanos is that the plant it starts to flower when it's still very very young and very very short you know it doesn't reach like here you're saying feet so 20 feet or 18 feet mm-hmm. The plant starts to flower like in the middle of the way when it's just 10 feet tall, maybe mm-hmm. or less than that. So the production is not very high. It's a problem. But well, we are we are testing and now Mexicanos seems to be to uh, maybe a good variety, not by itself, but to use in uh, breeding. Yeah, yeah. So maybe if we cross these neo Mexicanos with other varieties, they will uh, make uh, a new hybrid that it's more productive than the neo Mexicanos itself. So I've actually heard from a couple farmers. I don't know if it's actually been tested or backed up at all, but they they believe that Comet itself actually has a little neo Mexicanus to oh. it. Yeah. Um, just because it was running around here since like the 1960s Comet was and they thought maybe some of the you know, there was some cross no know, it c- makes sense yeah now that you are saying because the the plant is they are similar 
they got this the the green it's more uh, it's a light green it's not so much dark and the shape of the the leaf it's similar to it's a little thinner yeah a little yeah. thinner it's more similar to the cannabis one more like but they they are very beautiful plants and yeah it makes sense that they are related yeah sure uh so we 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 got lucky this year uh we didn't have any major forest fires the past two years were just awful like the whole valley was you know smoked out and we have been hearing a lot of stories here about forest fires in brazil is that a new phenomenon or is that well unfortunately no i mean it's not something new i mean there have always been this uh, fire fires in brazil actually in the region that we are in the city that we are every in the when it starts the the dry season it's very common you see these fires and some of them are non-intentional but some of them are really intentional people use the fire to control the weeds basically but well fire you cannot control it Uh, people start to only to control the weed in your own farm but when you see it spread it already spread it to the whole <laughs> the whole field it's very a problem but this year in brazil it's of course the it's worst because well basically we got the this government that it's not a priority the the, the environment and the conservation of it so this year all the efforts that we had in Brazil to prevent fires basically they were cut off they were cut down all the money that it was being invested to prevent and control fires and things they were just cut off so the things really got out of control this year the whole Amazon and other areas are burning really burning it's very bad man very bad but I hope we will get out of this as soon as as it's possible. I forgot to ask earlier, but are you irrigated? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there we have, uh, I mean, we have a lot of rain during the year. It's like 1,500 millimeters of rain during the year. 1,500, yeah, millimeters. Uh, But uh, they are, all this rain is very concentrated in only like a half of the year it's like six months with good rain and six months very dry so in well actually in the six months of rain we almost don't even need to to water the plants sometimes we pass like a month or two months without irrigating because it rains almost every day or it can be not every day but like i said the rains are very strong so if it rains like a hundred millimeters today, you can pass uh, many days without watering the plants again. But in the dry season, these six months of the dry season, then we have to to water basically every day with the irrigation. Yeah, with the it's a drip system. A drip system. Okay. Yeah, yeah, to to save water, and we use this system, and we already use it to third irrigation. Mm-hmm we put like this uh, compost tea mm-hmm. 
in to to oh, yeah. yeah we make this organic compost tea and other organic stuff like uh fish derived products fish oils yeah. something like that uh algaes uh, kelps and other stuff and we use the drip system to to apply these nutrients to the plants can't think of any other questions that i got so oh. it, anything you want to say in closing or uh no just to thank you for the inviting to to the talk it was very nice uh like i said i'm sorry i know that uh, my english is not perfect if someone didn't understand i'm sorry for that but uh, i think i could express uh, more or less yeah definitely and well just to thank you and say that i hope that in the next few years uh you guys here i think you will still hear a lot of uh hop in brazil and the brazilian beers brazilian breweries i i think you still gonna hear lots of about us about us in brazil can't wait to hear about it uh thanks for taking the time on your trip to yakima stop by and talk with us it was it was fascinating welcome man thanks yeah best of best of luck to you to you man you too well that just about does it for this episode of the late edition podcast from yakima valley hops thank you so much for tuning in be sure to let us know what you think of the show wherever you are listening leave a review A special thank you for everyone who wrote, called, tweeted, mailed, and whatnot, asking for more episodes. We appreciate the kind words and the support, so I will try and keep them a bit more regular. Original music once again by Yakima Valley Hop's own QC, aka Steve, if you see that scribbled on your Spot Hop's order form. Always fresh, always on point, so thank you, Steve, for the beats. Appreciate the hard work. Until next time, be well and happy brewing.